Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Football is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like MLB, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. Head to Bet Online AG to join and receive your 100% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Welcome to a disappointing edition of Believe in Saints. I am David Grubb alongside Terrence Copper. And, uh, man, a difficult, difficult loss for the Saints as they fall to the Cincinnati Bengals 26-30 to 30 in the Superdome to fall to 2-4 and four on the season. And, TC, I mean, there's so many places we could start in how the Saints lost this game. But let's go straight to the final a uh, couple of drives because I think that's that's where a lot of folks are going to focus and and I think this the second to last drive before the final drive the second to last drive where the Saints end up having to uh, end, end up with a, a field goal um, you you you're moving the ball you're in the red zone and the red zone clearly was the biggest issue for the Saints yesterday one for five in the red zone which is not going to win you games right. but you've got the ball inside the twenty first and ten. The call to have Taysom Hill throw on first down in that situation where you're trying to kill clock, you're trying to eat that clock, you're trying to get points. To me, the throw there just seemed like an awkward decision because the main thing for me is, number one, if I'm not going to score the touchdown, I still want to get close to make the field goal easier. But -hmm. number two is I still want to eat that clock and I'm in a situation where an incompletion on first down puts me behind the sticks. It doesn't give me any time to run. And now I'm putting, I'm giving the defense the advantage because they know now I have got to pick up some yards. So mm-hmm. I just felt like that. And it was a lot of criticism of the play calling late, but I thought that was the real beginning of the end for the saints in making those decisions and that sequence that led to their last field goal instead of getting them a touchdown in that situation. Yeah, I agree with you on that. You know, I, I feel like, especially in a situation like that, uh, you got Taysom Smith at the quarterback. Like, like I said, you're just trying to eat some clock up, but you're also trying to score as well. I just, to me, I don't see why you throw it on first down. Um, because like you said, once you, if it's incomplete, the clock stops. Now, guess what, it's second and 10. You know, it's second and long. So that is that was my biggest concern about that play as well. Why throw it on first down? And if you're going to throw it on first down, why not? The only, the only logic I got for it is the reason why they threw it on first down. Because to me, if you're going to throw it, why not put Dalton in to throw the ball if you're going to throw it? But I feel like that was a way they try to catch them off guard and let Taysom throw it, thinking they're, he, we're all going to run the ball because the situation is set up perfect to run the ball, given the situation of the game and the guy you got back there. So that's that's the only thing I can come up with that is the reason why we threw it on first down, to try to catch them off guard for them thinking that we are going to run it because you should be running at that point. But isn't that being cute to despite yourself? 
because I mean you've rushed for 250 yards. You've been beating these people mm-hmm. up front. You're getting six yards a carry. Right. You have the best, two of the best red zone backs, if you're counting Taysom Hill and Alvin Kamara. Mm-hmm. Two of the best in the NFL. Two of and Alvin Kamara, one of the best we've ever seen in the red zone. And you don't find easy ways to get it into their hands. Easy ways. Right. We didn't easy see the ways. screen pass. Did you see screen passes right. late? I didn't see screen passes. So I was just confused nope. by, by the philosophy there. It just seemed like they tried to get cute. And that is not what got them to lead in the first place. Nothing mm-hmm. was cute about the first three and a half quarters. No. And, and like I think we try to – we you hate to blame it on coaching, but sometimes you, you kind of out-coach yourself instead of just doing what, what you've been doing and it's been working. Um, I think early in the game the play calling was good. I think the play calling was good. Uh, I had no issues with the play calling early in the game. I just think late in the game, we kind of tightened up a little bit and, and the play calling kind of suffered because of it. And then, I mean, essentially what we got was what we've seen this season out of the Saints. We had failures in all those areas. You fail in the red zone, you end up with the field goal, next possession, you know, um, the Saints uh, give it to the Bengals. They get the 60 yard touchdown. Because I mean, well, this next time the Saints get the ball back, you get Blake Gilligan with the sh- with the shank punt. You had a bad possession on that mm-hmm. one. That third down, the Saints were lucky in two. I mean, the second down they were lucky in two ways. Because number one, Andy Dalton mm-hmm. throws the incompletion, but also they were fortunate not to get called for a holding penalty there because Trey Hendrickson was held. I mean, that was a pretty obvious yeah. hold. You had a <laughs> lineman's arm up underneath his helmet, but I mean, uh, right. So you get away, you punt it twenty nine yards. And then first down, Honey Badger misses a tackle. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, again, receiver missing tackles on receivers and allowing the one guy on the field that you know, whether it's Justin Jefferson, whether it's this dude or that dude, every week, the one guy you know you must stop on the sideline at that, right. you fail to make a tackle and give up a 60-yard touchdown. It's just you know that been that has been our issue the entire year when it comes because we've been talking about it a lot. Our secondary tackling in the secondary, we got a lot of receivers that's running open. Um, but this week, right here, one thing I can say about the Bengals, they did a great job of taking what we gave them, and they ran a ton of slants, slants, slants just a ton of slants, and because it's there, you know, they were giving it, we was giving it to them. And they did a great job of taking everything we gave them, everything we gave them. And the receivers did a great job of yards after the catch. You know, and, and that is that is has been our crutch the entire year. One of our crutches the entire year. Our secondary has to tackle better. Have to tackle better. And then of course you get to the final possession. I was surprised again. You have three timeouts. Three timeouts going into that final possession. And I still didn't see a lot of urgency. There, the tempo seemed very slow. You get yourself, mm-hmm. and then you get Dalton takes a sack that you have no business taking. And you put no. yourself in position to go deep, and it comes to this play. I want to get your thoughts. I didn't think it was pass interference. I thought Apple, and you know, ain't no love for Eli Apple here. Love lost for New, in New Orleans, but I didn't think mm-hmm. he had pass interference on that play. I thought he turned his head. He was aware of the ball. The receiver was not in that position. I don't think in that case, Marquez Callaway knew where the ball was until he started mm-hmm. feeling the contact 
But you shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. If you're the Saints, you had plenty of time. They had a minute 47 with three timeouts. And then again, no touches for Taysom. No touches for, as we talked about with uh, the young man um, in the return game. Uh, we, were talk- um, we were just talking Rashid. No, no touch for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so it just seemed like, again, the offense got very tight. The play calling got very tight until you were forced yeah. to go downfield. And they got six DBs back there. Yeah. Yeah. I, when it comes to the pass interference, I don't think it's pass interference, Stephen. Uh, I think, like I said, he got his head around. But I, I don't I don't think it was pass interference. I, and at the end of the day, you don't want to leave that into the official hands. We as Saints fans know you can't leave nothing in the officials' hands. Uh, we we don't had our share of issues when it comes to officials and certain calls. So we should know that anything that comes up like that, we're not going to get the benefit of the doubt on that. So, like I said, we shouldn't even leave it in the officials' hands on plays like that. But like I said, but you, like you hit it on the head the entire time. We just tightened up too much at the end. We tightened up, but I I really feel like playing was was good early in the game, throughout the game. But like I said, but once it got late, it, we just start tightening up. Um, and we just got to get the ball in our playmaker's hands. Uh, that's what we have to do. I mean, like I said, this, this is a tough loss because we should have won this game. And and when you go back and look at the stats and look at stats, I mean, it's, it's right there. But one thing that we couldn't do, we couldn't get off the field on third down. They were 60% on third downs. Uh, and like I said, we got to get off the field a little more when it comes to third down. And that's one thing defensively. I think that is what also helped propel them uh, to get that victory, that they could extend drives. They could, they stayed on the field during third down. They wasn't getting off. I mean, you know the signs of a mediocre team. And I'm not saying the Saints are a bad team. I don't think they're a bad team. But when you're two and four, you're a mediocre team. And it's those mm-hmm. things. They don't convert third downs. The Saints were eight for 18 on third and fourth downs. And like you said, give up 60% to your opponent. You're one for five in the red zone. You have the bad punt. You have the missed tackles. They did cut down on the penalties. But, again, mm-hmm. it's the, the accumulation week to week of the little things. It's never one big thing. It's the accumulation of the little things. And, and that's what's going to get you beat at the end of the day. It's always the little things. It's never the big things that, that get a team beat or – or any, it's always the small things that just add on, just keep adding on to each other. But at the end of the day, like I said, we we, we lost another game. Um, it's getting to the point to where we got to start winning these Titans. I mean, we did win one with the, uh, with the Seahawks. We did get one with the Seahawks. But we got to win these games, especially when you start out the way we started out. Especially when you got the lead the way we had the lead, while we had the lead, we got to learn how to finish games now, how to put teams away instead of allowing them to to work Joe Burrow magic, as you want to say, as, as you could say. Because he honestly, Joe Burrow played his butt off. He played. He played that, his butt off. That one play where Burrow's, what, 15 <laughs> yards behind the line, turning his right. back to the field, you know, to the play, escaping, and then just the poise. You know what I'm saying? Like, once he figured out, okay, I'm back looking towards the field, he didn't run towards the line. He's jogging Mm -hmm. with his eyes down the field, (laughs) looking for a receiver, and just the softest, easiest throw you ever seen. That dude does not get rattled. No. 
Nope. I mean, <laughs> Shuck, that's, that's the reason why he's a starting quarterback. And Shuck, they went to the Super Bowl last year with a terrible line. With a terrible line in the Super Bowl, you know, because of this guy, Joe Burrow, and what he can do in his connection with Jamar Chase uh, because they was played together in college. So they already had this connection, and it showed even more as the game went on in this game as well. I, you know, when I, I talked to some of the folks in Cincinnati last week before the game, and I thought it was essentially a pick and that's what it really came down to. You know, again, with both of these teams all year, it had been basically one-possession games all year. Now with the mm-hmm. Saints at 2-4, and four, you know the odds, they say roughly 10%. Only 10% of teams that start 2-4 and four make the playoffs. It kind of feels hard for the Saints, but, I mean, the one thing that is true, and we keep saying is, Tampa Bay loses yesterday. You know, so you're still, yes, you're only one game behind in the division. And then when you look at the divisional records, outside of Tampa at 2-0, and Atlanta's 0-2, Carolina's mm-hmm. 1-0, their win is against the Saints, but you have to figure their season is pretty much in the tank. Yeah. And yep. and so the Saints, again, we say they, they still have a lot of control over their situation. It may not be the prettiest season, but there's control. But the problem is, how many more weeks do you have to try to figure these little details out? You don't have a lot of more weeks. Honestly, I think as these weeks starts to go on, Tampa Bay could easily start to separate themselves. Uh, so we got to figure this thing out ASAP. And what, what bothers me is the things that we are doing, they're fixable, they're correctable, but they're not getting done. They're not getting done. And so the way we are losing is, is baffling me. The way we're losing that, if a team is just better than we are and we go out there and we play a game and they play their game and they just beat us, you can take losses like that. You can take those losses. That team was just a better team than we were tonight. But you don't want to kill yourself with self-inflicted wounds. you know. And that I feel like that is what we're doing. When I say self-inflicted wounds, it, they are the little things that we're doing wrong. and But that's what's going to get us beat at the end of the day, like we talked about earlier. That's what's going to get us beat. So to me, we have to correct these things now because you're not going to have many more weeks to where you're still going to be in the hunt. Sooner or later, you're going to be on the outside looking in, hoping somebody lose, hoping this team lose because this team got to win. And it's You don't want to get in those scenarios. You know, you want to be in control of your own destiny. But if we keep dropping these type of games, games that we should have won, you know, we're going to find ourselves in those situations. Yeah, Saints 11th in the NFC right now. And it doesn't look like teams like the Giants are going away. They've got five wins. So they only need four more the rest of the way. You know, you think you're talking about you get to that situation now. We talk about the Giants legitimate playoff team. We're talking about the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Even after their loss yesterday, they're still a legitimate playoff team. As far as Philadelphia might be the best team in the NFL right now. Uh, So, you know, we're seeing the top of the NFC start to get a little bit stronger and firmer. um, But that in the middle is maybe not be as strong. But if you're the Saints, you can't keep treading water. At some point, you got to start swimming. Mm -hmm. And and you want to start swimming just so. If you do make the playoffs, you go into the playoffs playing well. You don't want to go into the playoffs barely getting in because you're barely playing well. You can be out after the first game. You can be out of it. But I have seen a lot of teams 
that have started out slowly. Matter of fact, the year that the Giants uh, won the Super Bowl, I want to say they beat the, the New England Patriots that year. Yeah, when they, they finished like, 10 and 6. Yeah, that was. Uh... It, they backed into the playoffs. They barely made the playoffs, but when they made it, they was hitting their stride when they made it. And they went on and kept right on rising and ended up winning the Super Bowl. You know, so those things can happen, but it's all about how you are playing. It's all about how you are playing because it don't matter if you make the playoffs, if you're if you're making the playoffs, but you're not playing well because you're gonna you're gonna be out of it after the first game anyway. But if you can make the playoffs, if you can barely make it, but you're hitting your stride as you're making it, you can make a ton of noise. You know, so we just got to get playing. We got to get back playing well. Forget making the playoffs right now. We got to get back playing well. If we get back playing well. Everything else will take care of itself. There are a couple areas, and I want to. I just want to gauge your area, your level of concern. Um, Marshawn Lattimore going to miss again this week um, against Arizona. Um, Paulson Adebo's been banged up. Uh, Marcus May was back, but we also saw Teron Matthew has not lived up to what the expectations have been so far. That defensive secondary right now, which we thought was going to be a strength going into the season, how concerned are you with their level of play? Very concerned. Uh, very concerned, concerned, especially with Lattimore, uh, one of your leaders back then in the secondary, being out again. Uh, because he's one of the guys that you can put on that top receiver and not saying that, you know, he's just going to shut him down completely, but he gives you a great chance to control in that receiver uh, if he's on, because you know he's going to compete every single play. Uh, and that's what you want out of your corners, out of your defensive backs. You want them to compete every single play. You want them to compete all the way through the whistle. And But he's one of those guys that does that. So when you don't have him in the, in the, in the secondary and you got other guys just banged up, uh, you got the Honey Badger not playing the way that he should have been, that we're expecting him to play. And I'm quite sure he feel the same way as well. Um, but those are very concerning because that's where we're lacking at now in the secondary. Uh, we're, we're struggling to cover receivers. We're struggling to tackle receivers with once they catch the ball with yards after the catch. We're struggling in the secondary right now. So if you add on injuries, uh, and even though uh, May is just getting back, but he's been out. You know, he's been out. You know, so it's not like you come from an injury and you don't miss a few weeks, a couple of weeks, that you can come back and you just right back in the, in the saddle and you're doing the exact same things you was doing before you got injured. No, you still got to get back into the floor of the game and understand the game speed of things as well. So the injuries in secondaries definitely, definitely bothers me because we already been struggling there anyway. Uh, we've talked about the defensive line, and yesterday was another kind of lackadaisical performance for them as far as the pass rush went. They did an okay job, but the run was kind of eliminated because of the pass um, and the need for the Bengals to pass. Bengals still ran for over five yards of carry, but you didn't get pressure out of Cam Jordan. You didn't get pressure. Marcus Davenport got half a sack. Um, but he, this year, he, again, mm -hmm. a guy who's a critical year for Marcus Davenport um, and just – you know, the expectations were really high for him. You're not getting that push that you wanted to see up the middle to collapse that pocket. Uh, defensive line, how big a concern? You know, sometimes to me, we do have the talent to get to the quarterback with just rushing four. We do have that talent. But if we're not right now, if we're not, we need to start bringing extra guys. Uh, and I think that's one thing we could have done a little bit better job of 
bringing extra guys on uh, on Burrow, getting after him a little bit more. Now we had three sacks, but two of those Demario knows what Demario Davis sacks sending him, sending him. Yes, so that is where we can help our D line at is with bringing extra guys. Uh, sometimes you can bring some guys out of the secondary just because your secondary guys are faster that they can get home quicker. You know, so I think mix, mixing it up defensively to help the D-line out because right now our D-line is struggling to really get after the quarterback who we're used to doing and what we're used to seeing. So bringing extra guys uh, might help them out. So I'm not so worried about the D-line because we're still stout um, when it comes to the run game for the most part. For the most part, we're still stout. But getting after the quarterback, we might have to bring a few more extra guys. Because I think that's a big part in the big plays. The Saints still have given mm -hmm. up. We've seen it over the last two or three weeks, just a lot of big plays given up. And I think, yeah, that if you're not getting pressure, that you give the opportunity to create big plays, you give the quarterback that time to find that guy. Um, on the offensive side, the line played much better, uh, yes. especially in run blocking. They have got and – we, and that's something we've been asking for. Let them be aggressive. We know they're not great in pass protection. Let them be aggressive up front. They did that, especially early on. They really set a tone. They were blowing the Bengals off the line of scrimmage um, in the early phases of the game. And I think that, again, I think it comes to the play calling. I think the play calling neutralized the aggressiveness of the offensive line. I am much less concerned about them physically. If this is the game plan, if you're going to be a smash mouth team, I'm less concerned with the Saints line if that's what they're going to be. I agree with you. I agree with you wholeheartedly. They did an amazing job early in the game. Uh, and then when you have, when you're healthy, because you got to look at it as well, we're, we're getting a little, when it comes to the running back situation with Kamara, you, you get healthy back there. And when, you're, when you don't have a guy like Alvin in your, in your luxury, your toolbox, where you can use him, it's going to be difficult to call and to do certain things because of he's so versatile. But the fact now is he's back from injury. Uh, we're actually using uh, – some hill a little bit more as well when it comes to the run game uh i think ingram got on track a little bit this week as well you know so once you got your, your run game going that may be where we gotta hang our hat on for right now our run game to set up our pass game because usually i mean when coach payton was there we we ran the ball as well don't get me wrong we had to run the ball and he, he understood that but he also could air it out as well he could throw it when he needed to you know so but I feel like now I think we got to set our offense up around our run game to get our passing game going, uh, our play action game going. Uh, but I, I was, I was, it was good to see what Pete was doing early in the game, uh, especially on like a little jet sweep we scored on, uh, stuff like that, little wrinkles like that. Teams haven't seen those things, and and for us to bring that out and actually get a score on it, you know, that was huge. That was huge. So the play calling early in the game was was great. But like I said, but we just start tightening up as the game got tighter. Yeah, uh, how like I mean, you just put yourself in in the position of a young man like Shahid. You, you know, you come up off the practice squad, your first touch, you take it to the house, and then you never see the ball again. I mean, it just you. The Saints are starving for weapons. You the two that you have are in the backfield in Taysom and mm -hmm. Kamara. The two that you've been leaning on, you find somebody with speed on the edge. And who has a little bit of size, you know, he's, he's about 6'2", you know, a little bit of size. Mm -hmm. So 
but you don't utilize them. And I thought that that even in bubble screen situations, just to say, hey, you're fast, man. Get out in space and see if you can do something. Anything quick, you know, quick hitters, something, that, you know, slants, whatever, to get him the ball, crossing routes. They didn't really try anything with him. And I was surprised at that. I wasn't surprised with that. Because like I said, he's just coming off practice squad. So when you're just coming off practice squad, you're not really entwined into the offense right now. Okay. Now, this week, after seeing what he'd done when he got the ball in his hands, now they can start calling up more plays for him and actually putting in more plays for him because they probably didn't even put any plays in for him but that play because of his speed. Gotcha. You know, so they're, they wasn't thinking that he was going to come out the gate first first touch, he scored. <laughs> then you're not thinking that you got a practice squad. You're not thinking that. So you're not even going into the game plan calling up dialing plays for him because he just come out the practice squad you know so but i think after seeing what he can do with the ball in his hands i think this next week coming up you will see him get the ball a little bit more one of the most surprising stats of the season so far has been that alvin Kamara through seven games zero touchdowns and this is a dude that double digit touchdowns is that, that's his calling card um mm-hmm. yeah and even with the injuries i mean the last two weeks though you know, 99-yard rushing this week. He had over 100 yards rushing last week, almost 200 yards of total offense. But in the red zone, I think that that's what we're seeing is that this P. Carmichael or Dennis Allen, they have not figured out what to do with him in the red zone, which seems odd because it feels like for the first five years of his career, the Saints had nothing but red zone plays geared for Allen. Mm-hmm. And – and I understand that as well. And, and like I said, we have to put more, more plays schemed up for him in the red zone to take advantage of his skill set. But I think when you have a taste of heel back there um, and you have some bigger receivers that you can kind of throw fade balls to and different things like that. Don't get me wrong. Kamara needs to definitely need to touch the ball in the red zone. No doubt about that. You got to be able to run the ball in the red zone. But I think some of his touches has been taken away because of a Taysom Hill that we have in, in the backfield that we can line up at quarterback and just run him with it. So I'm not near, I'm not I'm not too mad about the fact he hasn't scored he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, especially down the red zone. But we do have to get that goal. But I'm not too upset about it because you got other you got other things that can kind of take place of him in the reds when it comes to scoring that part of it. But we do have to get him going. We do. That's no doubt about it. But when you got a guy like Taysom Hill, I think that kind of takes some of his touches away when you get down in the red zone. Even with that, though, with all the touches that the Saints had, the Saints ran a lot of plays and had a lot of T.O.P. Taysom had nine touches. And of those nine, four were passes. Like, I know we've talked about, mm-hmm. you, you know, you want the pass to be deceptive. But mm-hmm. Nine touches, it, it, like you have to get him the ball in space too. As a receiver, you got to do those things. You've got to give him. A, mm-hmm. I thought that he, you know a few more carries in situations. You want him to be in the double digits. I think for him and Kamara, I think it's it's always you want them. If the two of them aren't combining for thirty touches, you know around that number, however it fits. If it's Taysom ten to twelve and Alvin eighteen to twenty, whatever. If you're not in that zone all the time. I think that the offense is going to struggle in situations. And I think that, you know, you thought that they would have learned after the, the previous week. And even if te- teams game plan for Taysom, they try. 
but the Bengals were a team again that I thought felt were vulnerable um, for for Taysom type plays on the edge. Definitely, uh, and like I say, when you're talking about uh, 25, 30, 30 touches, not just all, and they're not just all. I understand what you're saying. They're not just all handoffs. Right. They could be screen game, different things like that as well. You know, so all right, bubble plays, anything, just as long as they get the ball in their hands. Uh, so I definitely agree with you on that. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't have nothing to say about that. We definitely have to get two guys the ball. I think as they go, our offense goes. Uh, I think Andy Dalton is a great quarterback. I think he's he's the perfect backup to Winston uh, because he can come in and win you some games, and he can come in and still run your offense without looking really looking like a second string quarterback. And that's what you want. You don't want your second string to look like a second string when you get in. You know, but, I mean that throw to Traquan. That was a legit NFL throw. Legit. <laughs> it was. It was. He, he's, he's not playing like a backup. He's playing like he is a starter, and that's what you want out of your out of your second string quarterback. So uh, the fact he's coming in and playing the way he's playing, but the offense still goes as tomorrow go and Taysom Hill goes, and I think it's been proven that way because even when Dalton is leading it and he's and Dalton is playing good, we're still not winning. But it's, as soon as you get Taysom Hill in the mix a little bit more, and it's not just those guys, but you're just getting them mixed mixed in a little bit more. But so as they go, the team is going to go. And and also you also can clock up as they're going. Uh, you know, so I think that is the key is getting those two guys involved, uh, getting guys, uh, getting back healthy at receiver position as well. We're still injured at receiver position. So that is big as well. Getting just getting the guys back. Yeah, um, and and as we wrap, let's look ahead. This is a short week. You go on the road too, so which is a double dip. You, you get the short week and you got to travel. So it, and you're going to the West Coast at that. So you know in in that regard. So you're losing time. You know you got to go backwards in time. That that messes with your body clock. And you um when you're on that short week, especially coming off of a loss. What is that like in the building? Um, how quickly, you know, obviously they started game planning for Arizona the week before, knowing that you had the short week. But um, this is it's Arizona's a, a flaky team, a, a team that also is struggling with its identity. But again, we're talking about Kyler Murray, a running quarterback, which the Saints have had trouble with in the past. They're getting DeAndre Hopkins back this week, which again, the Saints have struggled with top tier receivers this year so far. This is a tall task and not a lot of time to get ready. Yeah, and physically, you will not be ready physically. So we're there, they're not going to – I mean, from my, from my understanding and from my experience, when you're playing the way you're playing right now and you're beat up across the board, secondary receivers, you know, when you beat up like this and you got a short week because you play on a Thursday – you are not practicing the rest of the week. I mean, that's everything is going to be a lot of mental reps. Everything is mental reps. They got in, they get in today. I mean, not today, but uh, they probably practice today because they got to play Thursday. They probably have, I forgot what day they may have off, but um, it's going to be a lot of mental reps. You're not going to be on the field, run a ton of plays, hitting each other. Everything is going to be a lot of walkthrough stuff uh, because everybody's beat up. And then you got to turn right back around and play in Thursday. So you got to get your legs back. It's going to be a lot of film watching. 
and it's going to be a lot of walkthroughs and a lot of mental reps that you have to, that you that's going to be going on this week because you just don't have the time or you're not healthy enough to continue to go through practice the way you usually would if it was a regular week. Yeah, today's probably the only day they get on field because, you, like you said, tomorrow's probably heavy film and Wednesday's travel. So you ain't going to make them boys yep. hit and then get on a plane. So nah. <laughs> 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 no, nobody will be bruised up on the flight. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's just not a lot. And, and when your issues are tackling, when your issues are those types of things, ain't a lot of time to work on them. So it's, it, it comes down to preparation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a tall task. It, it's not going to be easy in Arizona this week. It's not going to be easy, but to me, Arizona's not all world beaters either. No, they are not. No, they are not. They're not world beaters. And I'm not even concerned that D-Hop is coming back. I'm not concerned he's coming back because this is his first game back. Mm -hmm. He is not in playing shape. No, he's not because he hasn't played. Like, it's not – he wasn't – it wasn't like he was working. He – it's a suspension, so he had to be out the building for a good while too. So, yeah, he's not in game shape. Don't, don't get me wrong, D-Hop, I still feel like when he gets back, he's still going to get back on track of being who he is. But I just don't think it's going to be this game. It's his first game back. Um, he's not going to be the same D-Hop this first game back. you know. So I'm not too concerned about him unless we allow him to be the same D-Hop that he was. So, But if we go out there and compete, I think we can control him just because of he's been out for so long. And I think this is – Arizona's another team where – Defensive line-wise, the Saints' offensive line can have success running the football. This is a team, again, that I think and, – and for a Thursday night game, that's really important. You want this game to, again, move the game quickly so you can get to that long yes. rest. And the best way to do that is run the football, take care of the football, and put it in the end zone, man. <laughs> that's like yeah. The best thing for these last two weeks out of the Saints has been more physicality to me and the fact that they've gotten off to two good first half starts. Now you got to put all of mm-hmm. it together, but we have yep. seen some progress. It's just all y'all need to meet at the same time. Yes, yes, and and you're hitting it right on the head. We just got to pull all of it together. And and truthfully, the game plan from this week to well, the game plan from last week to this week right here, it's not going to change much. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's and and that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. We just got to continue to run the ball like like I know we can. But because you just don't have time to put a lot of stuff in and, and to, to go over a lot of stuff, you just don't have the time. So a lot of the stuff that we're going to be seeing is going to be a lot of stuff that we just ran last week. Uh, of course, you're going to have some wrinkles in it. But you just like the coaching staff don't have enough time to to put a bunch of new stuff in for this team. So. Uh, the game plan is going to, I'm not going to say vanilla, but it's going to be a little bit like it was last week, in which that's not a bad thing. We did put some points up. Man, we will check back with folks on Thursday because we'll have the injury reports, of course. We'll know what's going on on game day, and we'll have that game day report for you. But, um, I, you know, I think we've covered it from yesterday. I don't, I don't think there's too much more to get into about yesterday's loss. Definitely. Not at all. Not at all. So until the next time, I am David Grubb. He is Terrence Copper. And we are the Believe in Saints crew. We still believe. We hope you do, too. And we'll be back (laughs) with you on Thursday. Y'all have a great week. (laughs) 
thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.